0: Hello and welcome back to the A340 Podcast. My name is Alex Catalano and we're back for another AFLW episode. Alex Miller, a huge round for some big results. Just a couple teams undefeated now. Starting to get to the halfway mark of the season here. The ladder is shaping up very nicely, Kat. It's very, very exciting
1: coming into uh, the middle part of the year, as you said. It always started a bit of feeling out at the start of the year, but now we're seeing the real contenders and the movers and shakers and all that jazz, but can you get talking about it? Absolutely.
0: Movers and shakers, Alex Doherty. Some big results this week in terms of the ladder, and uh, we're going to talk about them first up, but you were there commentating this game, and you saw the Saints get their first win of the season this week.
2: Oh, I tell you what, it was an incredible game, wasn't it, Cat? I mean, they were about four goals down, 26 points down midway through the third term, or early earlier in the third term, and yeah, geez, they put the Jets on, kicked six unanswered from that point on and ran away with it in the end, 12 points. It was a thrilling win, and geez, for, for a little bit there, I actually felt like a St Kilda supporter. I was rooting home Ella Friend's goal like you wouldn't believe, you know, Darcy Guttridge kicking one for about 45 out, clearing the line, no no problems, and oh boy, that was, a, it, was a, it was a game. It was a really good game, Kat.
0: Well, we're going to start with that one off the top. So, I guess take us through that doc, the the comeback and how it started after halftime. The the Saints really lifted, and it looked like well, even probably after three quarter time, they only kicked the one goal in the third quarter. But five goal last quarter, absolutely stormed home. What changed for them at the end? there?
2: I think it sort of changed towards that last quarter cat. I think they were still down by a few goals. I think it was three at that point. Um, the bit the move that I really that really caught my eye was. The decision to move Jesse Wardlaw from full forward to ruck in that last quarter. And to that point, Jesse Wardlaw was in just in all sorts, could not introduce herself to the football if uh, it smacked her in the face, Alice Miller. <laughs> um, but it, it worked. I mean, Sabrina Frederick had herself a really good game, but I think by that point, Jesse Wardlaw used her athleticism and her speed to really sort of catch her unawares. And the midfielders around her really just. Feasted on it. I mean, Jamie Lambert had a really good game. I thought uh, Liv Vesley was one I really, really wanted to talk about because I thought from minute one to the end of the game, just her work rate and her ability to just keep the ball moving and and go in hard, put her head over the ball. All those tough attributes really came to bear in that last quarter.
1: And once they got the ball moving as well, I think that that was something that looked a lot more dangerous. And it's been a bit of a sort of a the evolving team that has been St. Kilda Cat, they've come a long way, I think, this year. They've been competitive most of the year, but I think, uh, as Doc mentioned, watch this game very closely as well. The fight back from Mm. the Saints is something that you never thought you'd be able to get it out of a Del Santo-led group because he looked like he's been in a bit of trouble a few times this year, but they were really good. Their their clearance work, I think, was really impressive, Um, plus five in the clearances in total, and, they just got the ball moving really well and sort of changed the outlook of the game and made the the run and spread is something that stood out to me, Kat. They, they made Collingwood defend the whole ground, which was key.
0: Yeah, and they did that last week against Port as well. They were probably unlucky yeah. not to win that game, um, Nat playing aside, as we've talked plenty about um, last week. but. <laughs> Um, it was it was good to see them actually get one. You know, I, I do want to see the Saints succeed as much as we want to see Del Santo out, <laughs> as we have talked about before, Doc. Um, but that clearance work, driven by Patrikios, Tiana Smith, who we've loved watching go about her work this year and improving every single week, getting back from her injuries. Um, Liv Vesely, as you mentioned, she was awesome in this game too. But they're actually building a bit of depth in this midfield group, which... I thought, you know, over the past couple of years, they seemed to maybe lack that a little bit. When Petrichios was out, they looked a bit exposed. Um, Hannah Stewart was, was pretty good across last year. She's obviously out injured now. Um, but they've covered for her nicely. And um, just having those rotations to use, even players like Guttridge is getting a little bit of time mm. in there. She had the clearance as well in this game. Um, Kyochi moving through too, Nat Exxon. Um, I think they've, they've got more than maybe we thought they would have at their disposal at this point in the year.
2: Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting thing to look at. I mean, just sort of looking at not uh, the, the midfielders last week. We saw, we've seen Hannah Priest move a little bit more into that midfield yeah, yeah, role yeah. as well. was matched up with Bree Davey a lot um, throughout that game and kept her really quiet. Obviously, she came off with, I thought, was a, a suspected ankle injury, but she managed to come back on complete the game. So... You know, Tiana Smith's been a great inclusion, as we, we, we've we all touched on. Great grunt player, but also very capable of being an offensive threat as well. Vesley's had a great start to the year. Great to see her fully fit now because I think she adds another layer to this St Kilda team. And Choppy, after a really poor round one, she's really started to come back into her own. And Patricios, you mentioned as well, Kat. I think her last quarter in that game was about as good as I've seen from her before the whole COVID thing started and... You know, she was forced to sit on the sidelines. It's been a bit of a rough shot for her, um, I've felt, since she's come back into this team, whether or not she just has sort of been exposed due to a lack of preseason and a lack of sort of uh, what, uh, cohesion with, with mm-hmm. the rest of the girls. But I thought well, once, she, once she got back into that, you know, I think she was pushed a little bit forward and really started to come into her own with some of her disposals, really creative, really, really, really damaging with her foot skills as well, Miller.
1: Yeah, and I, I think that that's the biggest thing is having a play like that come in straight away, back from everything, as you said, Doc. It doesn't. It's not immediate. It takes a bit of time to get your individual flow back, to get your rhythm back um, for the team as well, and to find what you're really good at. And we know what she can do with the football. Her skills are elite and silky. And I, I think that she's had a really impressive season so far. It hasn't been the massive hype-up that it was early on when she started, but I think she's still been – really positive. And a, a couple of operators, Kat, I spoke to you uh, before we went to air. Watson and Boyd, I, I thought they did really good jobs in defense. Uh, there have been two players that I think uh, can put their hand up for the, for the Saints that have really improved
0: a lot this year. Yeah. Serene Watson has been, been a good addition. And, um, you know, the backline has looked like it's needed work for basically the entire time St <laughs> Kilda have existed. Um, you know, Priest has obviously been really good down there. Um, in her first few years at the Saints, um, Ree Watt, before she got injured and then traded off, too, was obviously a stalwart of the backline when she was moved back there out of the ruck. But um, they, they've put together a more complete group, um, I think, this year. Grace Kelly was really good um, against us a couple of weeks ago, and uh, she didn't have a huge impact in this game. But I think just having a cohesive group finally yeah. in defense, Doc, and not having to rely on the likes of Beckot um, who is not an AFLW quality player, I have to say, after the experiment has definitely failed with her. And I'm I'm glad to see that they've got better options than her behind the ball at this point.
2: it's <laughs> oh, a harsh assessment, but very, very fair. <laughs> um, no, look, it, it, you're right. I mean, the defensive setup has been sort of a bit of an issue. I mean, I thought it was pretty peculiar you know, throughout that game as well, seeing Matty Boyd um, playing as a spare behind the ball. Now, I've had my... I think Maddie Boyd's a VFLW a player at best, and I don't want to sound harsh, because she's a great contested grab, very reliable set shot for goal, great as an imposing tall ruck option, but where it is around the ground, I just think she leaves a bit to be desired, because she just doesn't have the speed for it. Yeah, um, so I
0: thought the four marks, though, Doc, you know, I thought she was, like Miller said, she had a, a pretty solid game, yeah, all things I considered. Um, last, last quarter she didn't feature all too much, but she did set the tone well early.
2: Yeah, well, she wasn't bad, but I don't think she's the answer going forward. So I, I, she's only yeah you know, only there as an injury replacement. But you know, if she continues to go on this trajectory, who knows? You know, maybe my opinion changes in the next month. But um, Grace Kelly, you've mentioned really, really good start to the year. I think her game against uh, North in the start of the year was also f- fantastic. And the leadership from Bianca Jacobson in that last quarter to sort of help steady the ship when once they took the lead, they sort of. They sort of looked to her a little bit to sort of get things, to steady things up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Pies only didn't even hit the scoreboard at all in the last quarter. And you're right, Doc, that is. That's uh, Jacobson's leadership, organising the back line, getting them sorted. And, um, you know, it all comes from there, really. Saints have been a pretty strong team on the rebound through a lot of this year. You know, they, they cut us open at Windy Hill pretty well. They did the same to Port. It was a really free-flowing open game. They just couldn't defend it when it was coming back the other way. So I think they're starting to build more of an identity, Miller, around that. Um, you know, they've got the ball users out of the back line now. They've got pace on the wings. kiyochi's obviously an experienced head on there who can guide the ball from, from point A to point B. Yep. Um, Molly McDonald's been, you know, solid, but this year she probably hasn't had uh, a great season so far. But oh, even was uh, a goal cat. Uh, the, the goal, goal aside, <laughs> bloody ripper. Um, they're getting the, the ball movement that we see out of the teams that are getting results. So, look, I think it's still going to be a bit of learning for the Saints across the next few weeks. But I wouldn't be surprised if they start picking up a few more wins, and especially this week, Miller, against the Bulldogs. Um, that is an opportunity for the seen one, considering how poorly Docs girls have been going along.
2: Oh, yeah. don't mention my team. <laughs> they're
0: they're a real sniff indeed. And another
1: good thing, I suppose, Kat, as well, is they had seven different goal scorers for, on the weekend. So it shows that, as you mentioned, they are finally sort of built, building an identity and a brand and a style that I think is going to work for this group. They've got a really – I think the Saints have actually got a good blend of experienced players, young players coming through. So if they can get it all together, as you said, they could cause a few upsets on the way. But a really emphatic win on the weekend and probably one of the best comebacks I think, from, from this season in, in, in the comp.
0: Yeah, agree. The next four weeks, they should be eyeing off all of these games, Doc. Um, the Dogs, oh, I, Witten Oval, I'd like to think you girls will get up for your first game
2: back there. But Oh, jeez, you bloody hope so after
0: the debacle of a
2: month we've had.
0: Oh, Hawthorne at home, Giants at home, and then Frio in Frio. Um, all four games that I think are possibly winnable. Frio over there, probably the hardest of the bunch, but... Um, you know, their games they should be saying, We can win now. We can do this.
2: Yeah, well I think I think, you know, I think they're a big chance to go three and one from this next month. Um I think Dogs is a winnable game, you know, Frio's Frio's definitely a winnable game because I thought against your mob cat who they're they're flying, but you know, that they would have they would have seen that as a good opportunity to get one away from home. Uh they completely shat the bed in that regard. <laughs> um I think there's three wins there easily and Hawthorne are still a bit sort of Oh, you just don't know. I, I just don't think they're there yet, Mel- uh, Hawthorn. Um, especially after their game against Melbourne. I mean, they battle hard, but they just don't have the the talent forward of centre yeah. to really help with their winning score. So, yeah, maybe four. Maybe four's def- Maybe four wins from four games. The next four games is Jeez. definitely not out of reach. But I think at the very minimum, they aim for three. Um, you know, two would be uh, look. I wouldn't call it a failure, but they'd be disappointed. But three is definitely where they've got to go from here.
0: Yeah, I yep. think yeah, they're capable of it too, and if they do, Del Santos saves his job uh, for another season, so uh, yeah, lucky you, Del, if you do. Another end of the coin, Miller, um, a team that we all were pretty high on in the preseason, and they failed to even deliver a win yet, the Giants, uh, pretty poor performance, um, probably about after halftime on the weekend. They, they looked like they were going with the Crows for the better part of that first half, and then um, the Crows put nine goals past them in the second half and they did not register another goal. Five behinds after that. Um, pretty concerning statistics as well, Doc. You brought up in the chat during the week that the Giants have barely registered a score in the last quarters at all. Um, starting to flash some warning bells for me at this point, Miller, with this team.
1: Yeah, look, I, I think it was always going to be either two ways. As, as we said at the start of the year, it's going to be, uh, we're going to finally see this group of players do something and they could be a few Smokies or they're going to be in another year of development. And I think it's um, the latter. I, I, I was interested with the sort of – the way they moved the ball on the weekend, Doc. They sort of just played it into the Crows' hands where any time that the Giants look like doing something out of the middle in particular, the, the Crows' defense um, really had an ease with, with getting it straight back.
2: Yeah there's a couple of issues with uh, GWS's game plan at the moment. I mean the first thing that I noticed was the the ruck the ruck uh, stocks. I mean obviously we think Fleur Davis is going to be a very good player. 15 he- hitouts. Yeah, going forward, but right now they need someone who's going to help her flourish yeah. in the long run. I mean, you know, 15 hitouts for the entire game. You know, <laughs> Jess Allen and Caitlin Gould just completely tucked in on this on on this ruck combination. So did Montana McKinnon. Um so I just don't know where where that comes from. I mean, that'll be a very it'll be it'll be a few seasons of growing pains there for her. I think in a respect. I mean, we've seen Izzy Huntington go there for a couple of a couple of Ruck contests, uh, Grace Hill as well. You know, Tegan Germack's going to be down now for I think for, uh, for for the next twelve months. I think it's it's mm. a suspected ACL. I don't know if it's confirmed yet. Uh, I
0: think they confirmed it today, Doc. That it wasn't an ACL. I think. She's going to be up for the remainder of the season, but I think it was synostosis or something like that. I don't remember.
2: Um, uh, well, look, it didn't look good. I thought she was clutching her um her knee, but e- either way, that's a that's the last thing they need is another budding youngster who's going to be on the sidelines for the next twelve months because yeah. they need all the players they can get to come in and and do their role. I mean, obviously, the mainstay stood up. Parker was good. Bass had a really good start to the year. I think very underrated. Beeson's coming back in, doing very well, and some of the younger players as well are, are throwing their weight around. Goldsworthy, At Tani Evans, Peasy, um, Ali Dalloway is another one who I really really like. But it's just those sort of, but it's just sort of those eight to seven players that I just don't know where it's going to come from. I and mean, what does that at least Lister bring to this team? Well,
1: <laughs> it's interesting you mentioned the big names, Doc, because Parker Goldsworthy and Tani Evans all played 100 percent of game time and doesn't make sense to me, Kat, given that they got smacked because surely towards the end of there, you would have thought, all right, let's get these girls off, give them a rest, give them a reboot for next week. And um, that was a bit strange. And uh, they just don't look very creative forward a centre. I think that the forward line's got a bit to be desired, uh, to say the least. But they, they've got a, a nice little core, of, as Doc said, about six, eight good players. But the rest of the group needs to come with them and
0: build, I think, a bit more. Yeah, look, um, I don't know. They looked good when they were moving the ball out of centre into the forward line. When they yeah. were getting it quick, catching the Crows um, defenders off guard, you know, not letting Chelsea Randall get near the ball because she was taking into set marks if she wanted to once the game got on, on the, the Crows' leash. But um, that was when they looked their best. Beyond that, I think they just struggled, yeah. Skills aren't quite there yet, I think, for a lot of these players moving forward of the ball. Um, which definitely didn't help. They scrambled a bit when they're inside fifty. A few decisions inside fifty yeah. as well, when they definitely could have scored goals and just wasted opportunities. So, I mean, look, it's the mark of a young team. and We've seen it time after time in the AFLW that um, they they grow together and they will get there. But um, I really think that they probably could have been a bit further ahead than this. The Giants, um, as why, well. Why is, I don't know why.
2: Why is Doily Cat playing forty nine percent of the game?
0: Yeah, one of the big questions I've got there, I don't know what's happening there. Um, I think part of this is that they're not managing their interchanges very well, the Giants. you know, I know the interchange cap is new for the AFLW this year, but um, you've really got to try and rotate these players a bit more. Doyley can be out there for longer. She, she can rest at home as a forward if she needs to. You know, I don't know why you've got her on the bench.
2: You know, I don't I don't know why Ellie Dalloway is playing 63% of game time when I think she's probably in the top... 25%, 30% of uh, mid, uh, players that can really dig deep and, and win a contested ball, you yeah. know. I think well, Georgia
1: Garnett's been down a bit as well, Doc. She hasn't hasn't hit her heights of last season.
2: Yeah, no, she's definitely uh, underperforming, I think, and I don't know whether or not it's just through two new players around them. Obviously, Huntington back at the team would give them another key forward, so maybe they need an extra, an extra a month or so to, to gel together, but... You know that the proof—the proof—is the proof in in here, uh, boys. I mean, seventeen goals, thirteen they've conceded in fourth quarters so far this year. Jeez. Granted, fourteen of them have come from both Melbourne and Adelaide. That's um, damning, though. That's a damning stat. Yeah, I and and yes. I get that, but also zero goals won that they've kicked the other way and they've played Sydney, which they probably should have won, and they've played Richmond, which they were up to their eyeballs in up to, up to three-quarter time. So I really want to know if this is a fitness issue, and if so, what is Cam Bernasconi or what has Cam Bernasconi done in the offseason to, to really justify it? Because the truth of the matter is, yeah, okay, Alicia Ever didn't play, and that, that's a big loss. No any means necessary. She's a great midfielder. Yep. Heart and soul, of the heart and soul of that football club, but you've still got players in there that that dig deep. They get their touches. They should be standing up in the absence, and they're just not doing it.
0: Yeah, the midfield wasn't the issue either. Like I said, that's when they looked their best, getting the ball out of the yeah, yep, midfield. The so account. yeah, I don't know. I, I want to see as well Cambridge McCormick come in this week too, boys. I don't know why you talk about Davis Stock having to sort of do most of the rockwork work on her own. McCormick was a yes, a bit of a haphazard solution last year, but. She was pretty good at it. Yeah, you sure know. Was. she She battled well in the ruck for most of the year, Miller. And, um, you know, that's an experience. She's not obviously experienced AFLW level, but just an experienced footy head to have in the team and, and chop out and not have to have other players, you know, <laughs> come in and chop out for five minutes every game, like Huntington, you yeah. know, like Grace Hill. Um, Go now is out as well. Even Bloody Pepper Randall got a hit out in this game. How did you uh, view Grace Hill's game, Kat, Was one I was, was going to ask you about? Yeah, she's another one that I'm just struggling to see the impact that she's really having in this side. Another player that, um, you know, they need to find better. I think key position has been a bit of an issue for the Giants, and we knew it was going to be when Staunton was gone, the bath line's a bit shaky in terms of key position players. Evan's great, Doc. Randall's great. But um, beyond that, they need taller options all across the ground. They need more help.
2: And I suppose as well, I know we've rubbished on Tanya Hetherington a fair bit, but at least she offered a little bit of stability in, in that defensive half as well, and I think she's been missed a fair bit as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely she has. Um, so look, I don't, I don't know what the solution is for the Giants at the moment. Clearly fitness is, is one of them, but um, it's only going to get worse against North Melbourne this week. Hopefully, I'm hoping by round six, boys. Round six against West Coast, they play them at home. They've got to be winning that. They have to. That's
2: the that's the game they need to they need to win uh, Miller because I think the the, the players here that that, that are capable uh, and you know yeah. Eva will come back into the team but you know some of the players that they actually do have out on the sidelines first of all Germack d- does have a, an ankle injury my apologies. so yeah. she's out yeah out for the season um, but also Batty Brazendale was a player that we loved uh, watching last last year yeah. she's gonna she's out for pretty much the rest of the year. Bradfield hasn't played um, and you know players like Gaffney and Mackerel who have been in the system, they're out for the season as well. So, yeah, it, they're, they're struggling and that's the problem. Their depth just isn't sustainable because they're still very, very raw and they're trying to get their way up and into the football scene. I, yeah. I do
1: give them a possible chance. We just spoke about the Saints before against the Saints and then Carlton those following weeks, but... They're going to have to get it together before then. I think if they're playing like they are now, I don't give them a chance. But if they get a bit of confidence, as you said, from the Eagles and hopefully get a win, then I give them more of a chance against Calton than, than the Saints. But it's an important month coming up, I think, for the group. Very, yeah. very, very important.
2: I never thought I'd say this, but I don't rate them against Calton. I, yeah, I, think they're, I, I don't I think, either, Doc, but not right now. I, I think their defensive work rate has just improved out of sight this year, Calton. I think. You know the fact that they've given your team a run for their money. They've given they've given sides a real shake this year, and they haven't really sort of shied away except for the game against North Melbourne. But even then, it was only a ten goal loss, and it felt like it was a very you know very scrappy ten goal loss. I mean, yep. North really I had to. 10 goals. <laughs> uh, could have been could have been a lot worse. Cat could have been ninety points. <laughs> Sorry,
0: <that is> very,
2: <laughs> um, true. Very, very true. Very uh, true. I, I just feel like the West Coast in a couple of weeks is their best chance here, GWS, because. They, they just cannot they just don't know how to string out a right. four-quarter effort right now. Yeah,
0: yeah. must-win game Agreed. for them, for sure. Um, let's move on, boys, to one of our favourite segments every single week, Who's the Woman? Uh, we give our best and favourite player performances out of the round. Uh, I'm going to start with you first, Miller. Who have you given us this week for Who's the Woman? I mean,
1: we've just rubbished the team for about 10 good minutes and she's a loser in the, the side's efforts this week, but her effort is a winner's effort. She was really good. An A3 favourite as well. We've talked her up a fair bit ever since she stepped on the scene. It's uh, it's our, our favourite, Goldsworthy. Sally. Oh, she, she was Dali. absolutely fantastic, I thought. Her effort and intensity, uh, one goal to go along with 19 touches, 10 tackles. 10. That's right, 10 tackles. Also had 229 metres gained as well. Very impressive. I think that she's also added another dynamic with her her handballing, which is something that she's always been a really nice kick and a very efficient kick. And I think that something, if she worked on, would be adding that other layer to her game with her extracting it to the outside, getting the ball moving. She also had three um, score involvements and two inside 50s. So... I thought she was really good in a very
0: sad giant side on the weekend, we'll put it like that. Yeah, no, good call, Miller. She's been awesome. Um, I'm kicking myself every day. I traded her out of the fantasy team in round one because she's been nothing but brilliant since then.
2: You and me both, cat.
0: Oh, absolutely stupid moves. Doc, who have you gone with <laughs> for your woman this week?
2: Uh, speaking of sad, we're going to go over to Metricon Stadium for the Sunday uh, Sunday evening game. I managed to catch the uh, the second half of this game uh when I got home, or when I got to my parents' house, actually, because I went went to went to have dinner with them on Sunday night after being in Morabin. they're only about a stone throw away from there, so thought I'd pop in. But <laughs> watch the, watch the dogs uh choke another winnable game away. Um, Berkey out, I say. Uh, but we're going to talk about the Suns, and I thought there was one player that I thought really stood up in the last five minutes of this game, uh, Mira Gervin. Oh, yes. Um, a lot of people have talked her up pre-season and, you know, we're four games in, we're four games into her career, and she's already proving to be the player that everyone's talking up and then and then some more. You know, the stats won't read too much into it. I mean, 14 disposals, but eight contested possessions and 10 intercepts <sighs> uh, on the night is uh, tremendous. And, and I think she took about two intercept marks in the last two minutes of the game. Mm. So, um, so. It was a fantastic effort, um, and really kept the dogs at bay in the last few minutes when they were pushing. And you know, Berkey can talk shit about the the forward <laughs> line for all, all they want. You know, the problem, yeah. You know, but the, the the defense stood up big time in that yeah. last, in the in the in the last quarter, and Mira Gervin was the cornerstone Great, of that.
0: Yeah. I, I like that call. So awkward, that is a huge nomination. shout. I, I tell you what, the Suns recruiting over the past couple of years, eh? just the way they pick out these players from the state leagues, um, they've done some very, very nice business. Um, You know, Gervin's a great example, Beskini, Tazi Bohana, Jack DuPay. they um, yeah. They've, they've done some some bloody good recruiting. Um, they find the uh, Haystack, don't they? like not they care? Oh, geez, t-
2: I tell you what, Claudia Whitford as well, Cat. Don't you forget about that.
0: Oh, well, the, the Saints can say that they are uh, they found her first and then uh, <laughs> ditched her for absolutely no good reason. Oh,
2: oh she she barely played there though. <laughs>
0: they are absolute idiots for letting her slip through <laughs> their hands, the Saints. Um, but <laughs> I've got to give my woman two this week, boys, and yep. um, it's a competition favorite. I couldn't deny her. She had an absolute ripper from our same game over in the. Giants and the Crows, but I've gone with the winner this week. Ebony Marinoff, boys. Yes. Not just one of the great fantasy performances, which everyone who put her as their captain this week is absolutely laughing, but one of the all-time great midfield performances in the AFLW. 40 disposals, 36 of which were kicks, uh, mind you. That is also the AFLW kick record in a game, I believe. That's a court. Uh, 8 marks, 8 tackles, 20 contested possessions, if you don't mind. 9 score involvements, 1 goal assist, 9 clearances, 12 inside 50s, and 2 rebound 50s as well. Two of the tackles came inside 52, and 737 metres gained for Noppy. Absolute monster performance. She ran over this Giants midfield like they weren't even there in this game, gentlemen. Literally with the metres gained. Literally. well that,
1: that's, that's that's crazy that's video game numbers doc that, that, that happen. weekend
2: that that didn't topple the um the meters gain stat did it I don't I think uh, Ellie still
0: has the record doc I'm gonna double check that now for you but um my gut says that Ellie still has it
2: yeah but I, I believe she still has it because I think it was about eight uh, oh okay no it was 732 against GWS ooh. I think well, yeah, enough beat. he's got it I Nothing think she's got it. Be- I think Nothing's she's done it, done it. <laughs>
0: Oh, there nice you go. Is.
2: Is we've, we've cracked it here at A3. That's it. It's a record that stood for six
0: years as well, boys. Bloody hell. <laughs> That's massive.
2: Oh, jeez. I'll tell you what. It'll be sooner or later someone gets 800. It'll happen.
0: Yep. It'll happen. Well, a um, huge, huge effort from Noffy in this game, boys. That's probably one of her best games I've seen her play, full stop. Yep. And oh, yeah. everywhere.
2: She was yep, absolutely, abso- absolutely and well done to everyone who had her as the captain on fantasy i think i think you and i both had her on as as the skip uh, yes Cat. we did very nice and i'll up. take
0: the 348 that she gave me thank you, you know yeah, well, you know. <laughs> i a shower, says Miller. It, it, it,
2: it, this, is what, this is what happens when you uh, ignore Kiara Bowers at, what, $1.7 million? <laughs> <$1. laughs>
0: oh, Turbo. Well, no. Noffy has always been my number one in this midfield. We love you, Noffy. Thank you for the fantasy points. Um, let's move on to the team of the week, boys. I've got some... Oh, I'll tell you what. This was <sighs> hard. This was very, very hard this week. There were some mm. great performances all across the ground. I'm Careful left. where you're going here, cat. I've left some players out that probably could have been in, but it's very justified, I hope. So, as I <laughs> so, do every single week, I'll start right. from the back line here, boys. Um, and the Lions haven't gotten, um, probably haven't gotten enough love still this year. They never do every single year. It seems like people always underrate them. And in the back pocket, I've got Bree Conan. Um, yes. Huge game from her on the weekend, boys. She's been awesome so far this year. Um, you wouldn't know because uh, everybody loves to ignore the lines, but um, <laughs> huge defensive effort her. Alongside Nat Grider, who was very, very close too. Uh, she got a goal too, Conan, so well done from her. Yep. Um, Kez Peterson gets the spot at full back. Great, um, great return for Kez. Uh, I know Katie Brennan went off, but Kez went off as well. It was a brilliant battle to watch between those two. Uh, so Kez gets the spot at full back. Mira Gervin, docks of the week, has a spot on the halfback flank. Absolutely enormous, as he said. Uh, female Drisco is becoming an absolute lock in my Team of the Week backline, boys. Uh, she's got to be an Australian defender right now. She was absolutely elite against us on the
2: First pick in the defensive five, Kat. Good.
0: She is. She is every single week. Sorry, Ferg. <laughs> Sorry, Ferg. Uh, 20 touches, three marks for her. I thought she was playing off magic pretty well. She had to get up the ground, and she did pretty well when she did um, get up the ground. But well done to Drisco. Uh, Jade Allinger gets the other spot on the halfback flank. Great couple of weeks for Ellinger. She's in ripping form. Um, I think she's really settled into that spot down on the halfback line now, and I think she'll probably stay there for the time being. Um, let's go to the forwards. Eloise Jones gets the spot on the half forward oh. flank. And one of her all-time best games here, boys. Four snags. And the last one she bloody cramped up and had to get uh, one of her teammates to come over and fix it up for her. So, um, great entertainment as well as great goals from Eloise Jones. Uh, Bonnie Too Good gets the spot at centre half forward. Boys, this is her third selection um, in the team of the week. She's just been an absolute machine across this whole year. Twenty two disposals and two goals for Big Bonnie. Five marks as well. A- aerial presence, you just can't match. And nine tackles. Great effort from key forward. Huge effort. Uh, on the half forward flank, also from this game, Stano gets a spot on yes, the half forward flank. Yes, Stano and Stannett, boys. Uh, what a what a year she's had. Um, they've moved her into the midfield. They moved her up forward. She'd only kicked one goal in her career before that game on Sunday, and now she's uh, tripled it. Uh, so well done. She's Anna. a revelation, Cap. She is. She really is. You can put I her anywhere She's a revelation, own, and I think she would <laughs> deliver. Um, yeah. So great game. That's a great call. Yeah. Stannett. Uh, In the forward pocket, I've got Chloe Shearboys bounce back after being given an absolute bath by Jazz Ferguson the week prior. uh, Four goals to her name in this game. She was awesome. Uh, And once again from this game, Gemma Houghton. uh, Doc, I know you you have a – I don't want to call it a love-hate relationship. Um, It's certainly Uh, some kind of relationship.
2: I I, I think love-hate is about as close as it gets, Kat. (laughs) (laughs) But
0: when – I know Port went too flash in this game, but Houghton really kept the minute, I think, throughout it with her – Three goals, two of those coming in the last quarter. So uh, well done to Howden. Not a great game. We'll go into the mids in the ruck. Uh, this one is also just a lock in my team. I've picked her every single week, I reckon. Ellie Morfitt, boys. Uh, she's the Australian ruck for mine. There is no way that you can choose yep. anyone else right now. Um, I don't know why Mickey Pryor didn't play LeKay because this was bound to happen <sighs> <laughs> if you just let Morfitt
2: go Michael nuts. Mickey Pryor
0: wants to get sacked. He does twenty disposals, thirty four hit-outs For him. Well,
2: the the Eagles say they back they bat they back him. So, um, so we, we
0: all know we all know what happens next. <laughs> the West Coast Board backs me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mick. all right, no worries. Uh, Ebony Marinov, my woman of the week, gets one spot in the midfield. Uh, Hanksy, she's back in it this week. Yes, that's boys. a great call, S yes, Hanksy. Monstrous effort from her in the midfield once again with her twenty six touches. Um, her and Mania, absolutely dominant forces in there. But. Ten-
2: and score involvements too, Kat.
0: Oh, huge. Uh, she just got the edge over mine, uh, over uh, herself and mine. Uh, Grace Egan gets the spot in this team, Greg. final starting yeah. midfielder. Uh, she was very, very close last week, Greg, but she officially gets in this week. Uh, she tore Carlton's midfielder part, which is revenge cat. Not, not the easiest thing to do. Yeah, 28 touches and 10 tackles. She was amazing, mate. She loved the revenge game. We love Greg in there. On the bench, starting off, I've got the target skipper. Katie Brennan gets the spot on there. As Alex Miller said before we started, her first good game all year. <laughs> Very good four-quarter effort
1: from her. She's been good in patches this season, but was really complete performance. She
0: competed all game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, she got held off at a fair bit in the third quarter, but she bounced back. Jazzy Gunner gets her fourth yes. spot, fourth in a row in the team of the week. Um, she, she just knows how to rebound for a tag, Jazzy, and she nearly dragged... North back over the line herself in this game. Just rename the team, cat. It is. It's the, the Jazzy
2: Garner Team of the Week. Everybody knows it already. <laughs> 21 Jazzy Garners. Uh, who says no? <laughs> the whole because
0: uh, no, no one will ever else win, Doc, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Can't beat her. Uh, we've spoken a lot, boys, defensively, about the likes of Claudia Gonjaka and Meg McDonald this year, but Chantal Emmonson has just flown Ooh, under the radar. I like
2: this. Oh, um, this is this is your favourite player, Kat. Your conflict of interest here is considerable. <laughs> Doc,
0: he has to be one of the top... Three small defenders in the comp right now, I would oh. say. Oh, small defenders. That's a huge shout. Jeez. Oh, I Sophie, think she's Sophie, up there.
2: Sophie, Casey, Sophie Casey's got to be up there, surely. Yes, absolutely.
0: In terms um, of offensive output, I think Emerson yeah. has
2: many Nat of them. Yeah,
0: Grider too. Well, Grider's a bit on tall. Grider's about 172, I think. Yeah. Oh, she's a
2: bit on the she, tall side. For she oh, she mid, defender. plays mid-defender. <laughs> she does. She does.
0: But she's had a great season, Emerson, so I really had to recognize her this week. Uh, my ruck rotation: Big Steph, Killer Wales, boys. Oh, um,
2: nice! Rising nice star one. nomination
0: for Killer this week it was really bloody good around the ground. 19 touches and six marks to go with their 14 hitouts. Great battle between her and Nimstrom. Um, the final spot on the bench, I've gone with Sank the Tank. Three goals oh, yes. for her for the D's, uh, so she gets the final spot in this team. Eight nice as well. She was bloody enormous presence up in the forward line. And that's the team of the week this week, gentlemen. I tell you what, that is my favourite team. I'm going to come out and say it now. Jeez, anyone, anyone stiff in our eyes, boys?
2: Oh, Kate Dempsey, cat. Why, why is she not in this team?
0: She was I in the last t- week. Oh, sorry. Actually, I didn't read out the bloody wingers, did I? Oh no, I left them out. Sorry, Nina Morrison and Kate Dempsey are the wingers, gentlemen.
2: That's why she's left there, because she's on the field. Yeah, didn't even, t- didn't even tell us. Uh, what have I
0: done? Yeah, Nina, Nina I, I and
1: Dempsey. Nina's a good shout. I, like that. I, yeah, I, I was definitely gonna, love this team even more now. Jeez, I, I
2: was, was going to say, Nina Morrison, also very stiff, cat, But uh, nah, no, you, sa- you saved your bacon. Very good team.
0: That's Kate Dempsey-Miller would have to be in the running. If they actually choose wingers, I mean, they could put her on a half-back flank as well. But oh. I genuinely reckon she could be in Australian form this year. Yeah, she, oh. she's leading out BNF right now. Easily. Oh, um,
2: what, well, yeah. Mon Conti playing golf this I year? I think she's she?
1: been more important than Mont this year yes. for us. Mon, Mon
2: and
0: Greg say, uh, what about me? No, yeah. I say
1: that you're very close second and third, uh, bad luck.
2: But I think... I, um, I think Greg's a very close third.
1: Every week, I'd say Dempsey's easily in our top three players. Same with Mont, I would say. But I just think that she's just really, really consistent. So she cool. she's she
2: had, she had a very good year, uh Dempsey, and there's no doubt about that. I mean, I think right now it's between Nina Morrison, Conway, Allora O'Dwyer, uh, and Dempsey, maybe. Yep. Um yep. and there's probably a few others there that I'm that I haven't mentioned. But, Shit, uh, that's
1: four very good wingers. That's four that very is, uh, good wingers.
2: But right now that's that's who I'm that's who I'm rolling with in, in the uh the all Australian spots at the moment. I like it, Doc.
0: Alright boys, let's talk fantasy. Uh huge weekend in the A three fantasy league. <laughs> how
2: um, how do we all do how do we all do, boys? Oh, on. another
0: win for me, so I'm quite happy. <laughs> uh yeah. <laughs> Miller, no. Hang on, Miller. Before, before, before before you throw the toys out of the cot here, a much improved (laughs) week for you, mate.
2: Yeah, it's too uh, too late for that. He's uh one and three, and yeah, toys are out of the cot. No, oh
1: look, it was definitely a much better week. I will say, cat. Oh, it was Um, a good effort. Only, only fell a year, mate, wasn't it? Yes, and only fell fifty-two short of um, you know, top of the comp. So, I'm, I'm pleased with that. I think um, there's some operators that won't survive the cull this week. But, um, look, it was a very, very good effort for oh. the team. And the move to trade out Turbo and get some cash in Cat to get in some more assets has worked mm. so far after one week.
0: So You should be proud of that, Miller, because yeah, Liam with the Emeritus Professors is still on top of the league. So you nearly, you nearly knocked over top of the first spot. He's a real um, boffin operator, uh, this man. He knows his stuff. There,
1: <laughs> he's maybe, very good. Sure. He's very good. Look, so if you are going to get beaten, beaten by the best. But uh, how'd your, how'd your mob go, Kat?
0: Yes, good good win over up there Brazali this week. 170-odd um, um, victories. So nice. um, I, I think it's my second 1,400-plus score, so I'm very, very happy with that. Very good. Um, for the year. Um, still got pipped for the highest score of the round once again. Three other 1,400s. Um, in the league, Shockmaster's got the highest, 1465. Um, Ararat Rats, 1437. That's the tough, Rats! Yeah. Um, and Logger with uh, Parks and Gardens, 1434 Logger. as well. Um, so well done, Logger. And to how, everyone how about else? your
2: mob, Doc? How'd how they um, Well, we've got W. I'm not happy with the score, 1382. But look, it's okay. We win them, we win them. Well, we'll move forward. 3 um, in 1, Doc. You take that at the moment. Yeah, three wins and a draw still, and beaten cat. So it you know, was sort of, sort of hanging in there. So that's okay. Um, could be the biggest Walsh and Grommet bloody team I've ever made here. We're just sort of building the tracks as we're going along here. So, um, yeah, yeah. Look, it's it, look, it's not bad, but it can be better um be better. as as uh what was it pedro pascal said that in a movie <laughs> once i think um just
0: a shout out to jade as well boys her first win of the year this week start gosh. contrast to the men's season jade <laughs> um you're on the mark at least
2: off the mark. Yeah. Oh, look, she'd be happy with that. Um, um, look, she played all eyes on Mimi, who I drew with in round one, and all of a sudden now, feeling a bit more angry about the fact that I got duped out of out of a win in round one. I was going
0: to say, um, Brandon's dropped off uh, a fair bit <laughs> since that since that draw. Not,
2: so. not not happy cat. I won. I won the damn thing when I landed in Melbourne that night. <laughs>
0: And it won. <laughs> Oh, absolutely robbed. But uh in terms of moves this week, boys, um, I know we've we've all got a few juicy ones cooking up. Um, Miller, you you were the man with the big uh cash to spend last week. What have you done with it here?
1: I've uh, put some more seasoning on the cat on it, cat, and sh- um, shaken <laughs> it up again. I've gone even bigger this week. We've gone corner at Parker out, and uh Vickers out. We've gone to um God, a favourite of ours, I'd say, at A3, Charlotte Thomas. She's in there. Yes, in the back line. We've also gone with Viv Saad as well. her. she's in the back line as well. And bringing in someone who has underperformed fantasy-wise, she's been great for the team all year, but Ellie Blackburn. Um, Doc, I brought in your favourite. I think that she's going to respond with some big scores and push to the one mil mark. She's not far off it now at 994, but she's going to get into that top primo range. I think that she'll have a better half of the second Half of the season for sure.
2: Oh well, geez, that's an, that's interesting, Miller. I'm not sure if I like that, but you know, this is your this is your team, and you're already down the shitter, so you may as well get on with it. Um, I'm already in the uh, gurgler. It's already down the gurgler. Um, thank you very much. Uh,
1: what about your tries, mate? What have you done, huh?
2: Um, okay, so I'm finally going to get rid of Brooke Brown because I'm sick of her delivering me uh, subpar scores of 50 or so. Um, so she's gone. I've gone for a bit of a risky one with uh, Zoe Wack for in uh, Junior oh. Wiggity uh, Whack uh, Junior um, 300k scored 48 on the weekend, so it looks like she's going to be playing a little bit more down defence. So if the ball's going to be camped down there, she may as well be a little piggy for a, a few weeks. Uh, <laughs> give, me, give me give me a nice little 48 for uh, for, for the 300k you're worth. That'd be nice. Um, going to trade out. I'm going to trade out Ellie Blackburn. I know you're bringing her in, but I'm going to oh. bring her out, um, and I'm going to bring in Charlie Robottom. Uh, who's a nice little price at one point three mil, averaging you know around the one hundred mark. So she's going to be good. Not happy, not not happy with Ellie Blackburn scores. It's a bit like Cat with uh, Batesy <laughs> last week you know, for what, what she what she what she's you know priced at, not giving me enough. So she's she's gone out. I'm sort of I'm sort of undecided what, what I'm going to do with my third trade though. I'm thinking potentially coordinate, but I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt this week. Um, maybe. Sarah, you're shaking your head. really. get her out. She says, uh, uh, get he out. says, um, Zoe Prowse again a twenty bomb. I'm not happy with that. I'm <laughs> gonna, ta- I feel like that's gonna be the priority first before I take take her out, take Cordner out. But okay. geez, I've, I've got I've got some decisions to make here. There's no doubt about that. Interesting,
0: doc. Um, well, yeah, looking at my team here, uh, oh. I've made some trades already. I think I'm gonna stick with them because I quite like the moves I've made here. So, Gab Pound is out. Harriet Cordner is out. We're making big moves in the back line here. Okay. Um, Pound, I thought, was going to come in and be a nice primo, uh, get to primo price, but she's dropped off, and her uh, break-even is going to be massive now. Same thing for Cordner. Her cash gem's done, and she's gone. Um, and Sholzie uh, served me very well for a couple of weeks, so I made up a couple more 100K for me, which was nice, but she's not good too. enough. Not good <laughs> enough. So I've gone with the best rock in the comp boys is coming in. Ellie Morfitt oh. uh, into my team. She's got Dude. an interesting battle this week with... Um, Jess Good and Brie Moody, but I back her in to do what she's done every single <laughs> week. Um, she's been brilliant. Um, Emerson, uh, she comes into my team as well, so we've upgraded into a pre the back line. Um, and Alex Morecambe comes into my utility role, and oh, I've like got Tanya Kennedy onto the ground, boys. She's got enough midfield rotations for mine to put a score that's worth on the ground, so she is coming in and hopefully should end at least another 100K or so.
1: Jeez, that's nice cap. Um, yeah, Lucy, Lucy
0: McAvoy's on Thin Ice, boys. Chrissy um, <laughs> Stratton and Blaise Mackin are also both on Thin Ice here. How is Mackin's still in? The oh, she's fifty-one, not bad. I think she's basically about um, capped out her price now, so she'll be uh, looking for an upgrade too. She needs <laughs> Thanks <capped>. for coming. <laughs> um, Goat Tour and, and Maddie Prasparkas I'm um, looking at eyeing off if Mads gives me another seventy. Uh, as much as it'll kill me to do it, she might be on the outer <laughs> next week. Um, so that's my. Your for conflict this week. of interest is considerable, cat. You will not get rid of her. Uh, I I can't, but I, I might have to. I <laughs> might, might have, have to. So um, that's my just... move for this week, boys. That's uh, right from all us. I like that.
2: Okay, so, moves, so what do you boy, what do you boys think about this? Harriet Corner out, Vivsard in. Um, yes. Scored sixty uh, on the weekend. Um, yes not so get her in sorry the only
0: real bottom price defender that's uh, any worth
2: at the moment yes v- yeah very risky but you know I'm I've, I've gonna make some look I've got I've got the low I've got the worst team in the comp uh, this week so I'll I'll, I'll I'll play a little bit of, I'll play with fire a little bit um <laughs> getting them in and hopefully make some big changes next week for um what's going to be a big half of the season because I know I got you coming up cat oh, and, I, and it's I need to be a
0: monster game.
2: And I need, and I need to start thinking a little bit outside the box for um, taking you down. Uh, outside the you, square, hey. Eh? You've you've scored very well. Um I need to I need to be pushing fourteen fifty. I can't be having thirteen eighty two. Um so yeah, look, we'll tune back next week for some unsolicited <laughs> fantasy advice from yours, truly. <laughs>
0: I cannot wait. Yeah, I've got I've got Peter Holden with his uh Holden's heroes, so um, watch out, Pete. I'm, I'm coming to get you.
2: I will tell you what, Cap. You could you do me a solid by knocking him off because I've got Logger, I've got Dominic with Blanche's X, and I've got Peter Holden right up my clacker here. Um, half a game, <laughs> half a game uh, ahead of them all. Um, so if you knock off Pete, that will be good. All right. Um, I'll do it. I'll do you a solid, Doc. Yeah. Do do you a solid, and, and I might let you beat me in uh, in in a couple of weeks.
0: <laughs> and Miller, you've got Danny with Barney's Bombers. Uh, uh, what's your score this week? I'm backing you in to get uh, a dub here, mate. He's that's generous, mate. Jesus,
2: ha- he's generous. Hasn't won a game this year, Barney's Bombers. So that's, uh, you know, you're you're primed here, Miller. You need to get a good win.
1: (laughs) That's an insult to me. I'd hardly say primed. Jesus (laughs) Christ.
0: Well, good week for fantasy. Keen to see how we all go coming into next week. Um, And the captain's going to be interesting. Come on, Noffy. Give me another big score this week. Go, Noffy. Let's move on to the rolling AA doc. Um, You were discussing this a bit before we went on to recording. It sounds like we've got some big changes coming in this week.
2: Yes, no. I've had to make these changes on the fly because it's been a big day in the news office uh, today with Dan Andrews uh, announcing he's leaving. So thank the good Lord for that. Um, <laughs> five changes this week, uh, boys. Uh, we'll start with the outs. We'll start with um, our, my defensive rotation. That's out. Chelsea Bedell cool. it was okay, but I think there's a player in here that's performing a bit better than she is, so she's gone. Uh, her teammate Goldie Miller. I'm sorry, she's gone too. Um, but you know. Off. She didn't, She only scored one goal, mate. She was uh, all right, though. She was good, but again, somebody's going to pull. Somebody's going to pull in and 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 do a little bit more. Um, the goat tour. I'm sorry, she's gone. Um, you know, it's just a victim of a of a really really poor team. Yeah, that's fair. This, this is where the good. This is where the good the good sides really come in and starts you know stamping their authority on the season. Yep. So she's gone. Unfortunately, Laura Gardner's gone too. You know, as a midfield rotation <sighs> yeah, players. Players, that players are coming in, Alex Miller. They, I don't like that. I do not like, like this. Well, well, you will like these inclusions, Miller, because <laughs> they're very the midfielders I've got in here. There's three midfielders into this team this week. They're all very, very good inclusions. Um, and Ann Hatchard's out as well, uh, unfortunately. So this is this is it, Miller. This is. I know you're shaking your head. You're like, oh, you know this. This is a this is an outrage. This is
1: sensationalism.
2: <laughs> this is a, this is sensationalism. But again, I keep saying this time after time after time. I've got about three, three starting spots in the midfield. I've got an. Uh, I'm trying to stretch three midfielders on the bench this year. Tell me these
1: changes, then, and I'll see how I feel.
2: All right, we'll start with my forward rotation because uh, Gouldie's out. I've brought. I've had to bring Bonnie Too Good in because she's just too okay. good oh, to ignore.
0: Just now, come in. has she Doc?
2: Yeah, well, <laughs> better, better late than never, cat. Um, <laughs> yeah, better late right, than... <laughs> yeah righto No, nah, she's been in good touch though. Very very yeah, consistent, great. and you know she she was very close last week, Cap. Um, but I gave it to someone who could play a little bit of ruck as as well as key forward.
0: Yes. Fair um,
2: this week I've gone the other way. Uh, my defensive rotation. I've put I've brought in Claudia Gunjaka in. Um, yeah. Oh the, the Gunj. The, the yeah Gunji's in. Had had to get her in because she's in some really good form at, at, as of late. Um, you know, really engaging herself in, in defensive one-on-one. She's losing a little bit more than Ferg is at the moment, but I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. The cats are flying and uh, so she, so she gets in. Midfield rotations. Are you ready for this, Alex Mark? Yes,
1: I am prepared.
2: In all of them on the bench. We'll start with Ebony Marinoff, fresh off a of 40 yes, disposal yeah, game and healthy. breaking breaking the uh the AFLW record for meters gained. Well, so that's not surprising. Yes, good. Yes, yes, good. Uh <laughs> My next inclusion, I've got Tyler Hanks from Melbourne. So, Hanksy's in. Yes, I Hanks do like in. this. Yeah, back, okay. Back, back okay.
1: Back-to-back
2: to, back to back really good games. You know, she's she's jumped into fourth in the Coaches Association votes too, Hanksy. so she's got to get in for mine. And the last one, I thought she played a cracking game against North Melbourne in Tassie on the weekend, has been, again, flying under the radar, which is a bit bizarre considering the fact that she's been so good for so long. Allie Anderson. Yes. Oh.
0: It's a great call, Doc.
2: Ellie Anderson in this team, okay. fifteen disposals in. I think it was the the third term. I think she, I think she had. Jesus,
1: okay. I do and, like those uh, midfielders, I must
2: say. Yes, unfortunately. Yeah, look, the the ones that the ones that are dropped, there's still still a chance to redeem themselves next week. But this this is going to be ruthless, Miller. This is a ruthless <laughs> cutting job. If you've ever seen it, I, I don't. You shouldn't. You should. Be, you shouldn't envy me to be in this position.
1: <laughs> I do <don't>
2: not. <know. laughs> um, you know, Gardner was very stiff. Played well though. Uh, Hashard was, you know, played well, very you know, very stiff. Row bottom, very stiff as well. Um, you know, Georgie Prasparkas, need to see a little bit more from her again. And um Maddie Prasparkas as well. I forgot she was in this team. Um but she's <laughs> she's, she's on thin ice too. You know what? No, I'm, I'm taking her out. Oh, no, oh, Matt's is out. She's out, and I'm going to give Anne Hatch a reprieve. So. Well, fair enough.
0: She she, she did get um, kept out of it for a good little bit of the game on the weekend, Doc. So uh, it's true. Both the Prisparca sisters need to get a little bit of help shaking the tags um, if they want to stay in this team. I think that's fair I like, enough. I like that it's in, though, overall. Fair I do enough. like that.
2: Yeah, well that's the that's the uh, the rolling AA team, uh, gentlemen. Very, because... nice. Very nice doc. Oh my lord, it is a good <laughs> it is a good, good team. Well it's gonna
0: be more interesting when we get to next week. Halfway point of the season. Um well, time will be running out before you know it.
2: Also, also, as well, good to mention uh Dakota Davidson's still in this team. She missed the she missed last week's suspension, but she's still in the top five in yeah. the competition for goals kicks, so she'll come right back to this team and continue to dominate. So Yeah,
1: good. I like that she stays in that strong no, res- That's no, haven't res- four this week. You watch.
2: No, no reservations, and I and also forgot Daniel Pontas in this team as well on the back of a very good uh, couple of weeks.
0: Very nice, like big fan of that doc.
2: It's so, nice, so, so six changes, not five. Sorry, guys.
0: <laughs> there you go. All right, let's get to our tips, boys, for the round ahead. Um, well, you all heard me say it on the podcast last week that I probably end up changing my tips because we all went the same thing, and what happened? All the tips oh. that I changed were teams that lost. So I ended up on the five for the week, boys, and you two both got seven because, unlike me, you are not idiots and you're yeah, still your gets, mate.
2: Al- Alex Miller warned you last week, Kat. Did. <laughs>
0: literally did. Literally, this thing that you said, Miller, that would happen,
1: happened. I literally said, don't do it, and you literally did it.
2: So <laughs> Doc and Miller
1: tied
0: for first and 27. <laughs> I'm on 24 down the bottom.
2: And 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 the thing is, Miller, I would have thought from someone who's won as many tipping competitions here as you – Cat would actually take the advice. (laughs) Take
0: some advice, son. (laughs) I'm a fool. I'm a fool. I will admit it. But round five, another opportunity to bounce back here, gentlemen. It all starts on Thursday night at GMHBA Stadium. This is Must Watch Football, boys. Oh, my goodness. Taking on the D's. This is going to be an absolute frother of a game. 215.
2: It's going to be a monster game. is that right? Two f- that's surely not right. I 6.15. 6.15. Oh, it says 2.15 on the app. I was going to say this is. ESP... ESPN says 2.15, uh, Kat. That, well, that that's a, a, bear, what are that's a late
1: lunch, cat. You've had your third mojito and uh, <laughs> <laughs> missus is saying, you've got to get back to the office. She's saying, stuff, here, yeah, I'm going out in the town. Until um, t- 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 the next day. This is huge, Melbourne Geelong. Um, I would go to these though. They've been in irresistible form, um, really got everything clicking and probably still the most dangerous team in the comp. I say, yeah, I'm yeah. going the D's by
2: two goals here, boys. Yeah, I say 21 yeah. points. I'm going the D's by, thir- by three goals. three goals. Going to go on the going to go in the middle here. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be a good game though. I mean, Geelong are very very you know defensively stingy. They're going to have to pull all the tricks in the book to really stay in touch with Melbourne. I think because they, oh, geez, they really love to run out in games, don't they? The D's. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, they're still the benchmark as far as I'm concerned.
0: Yep. Yeah. all right. Starting a Super Friday, we've got the public holiday here in Melbourne, so we've got a bunch of games going on during the day. Should be good
2: oh, fun. Oh, oh this will be a snooze game. Tigers in
0: Richmond. Tigers in Richmond. Tigers and Frio. Tigers play themselves on Friday. Tigers in snooze medal. Um, yeah, uh, I, I'll, I'll say Richmond here, boys. I think they get. Yeah, it I'm not confident, cap, but I'll go Richmond.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm not confident in either side to be honest, but um, I think Richmond will get the job done.
0: Uh, speaking of not confident on
2: either side Carlton and oh. Sydney uh, also I'm not I'm, I'm I'm excited to see this game. <laughs> yeah, this should be good.
0: This should be bloody good we, game.
2: You wouldn't wouldn't have said this uh, at the start of the year, but this is this is a genuinely interesting game. Please. May not be may not be pretty, but I think it'll be a, it'll be a war of attrition this game and mm. I think it'll be mm. interesting to see where Carlton sit because I think the Swans will bring it to them.
1: The rock battle as you said, Cat. Intriguing. Yeah, massive. Absolutely. <laughs> Fascinating. I think that's going to be I'm a I'm great... in. I'm back her in. Yeah, you'd back her in if she was to take on every ruck in the comp at the same time. She's that bloody good. Oh, um, she
2: could be the best ruck in the competition by the end of the season, Morfitt. She
0: will be because she'll be the Australian ruck. <laughs> I'm saying swans. <laughs> swans.
2: Mm, I just don't know. This is a...
1: Counting was... forward line, I just don't know.
2: Who do I trust more? I mean I'm doing the Swans oh, too, Miller. I'm oh, gonna do it. Oh, me. I think
0: I'm I think I'm gonna go the Swans too. I uh, too. They played well against us at um, Icon Park last year. I think they play the ground nicely.
2: Okay. Uh, look, I'll have to see the teams, pending teams, but at the moment I think I can trust the Swans to run out of game more than I do Carlton.
0: Jeez, go swan. Um, Whitnall. Friday night, the grand return to Whitnall. Two teams you can't trust here. Yeah, oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. First of all, can somebody explain to me why Elizabeth Georgia Stathis is taking the kickouts, and not only taking the kickouts, she's kicking them and the ball is dropping about two metres short of her teammates every time. Oh,
0: Berkey, do not do that shit again.
2: Oh, jeez. I tell you what, how's the form on Berkey? T- uh, rubbishing the bloody forwards for um such a shit effort. I mean, I tell you what, Berkey, if we didn't lose our bloody key forwards to start with, none of this would have fucking happened.
0: <laughs> <laughs> with that said, Doc, I think this is where you get your first one in the season. It has to be. It oh. has to be.
2: This, this this is death knell for Nathan Burke if he doesn't get if he doesn't get the girls up for this game. I mean, first home game in God knows how long. You know, the Saints winnable game. I mean, they're on a, they're on a high. They're on winning form, and as I always say, Alex Miller, winning form is good form. Yep. Um, I'm going the dogs though because this is a game that they just they must win. They absolutely must win because if they don't, all hell will break loose, and not just from me. But from the entire women's football operations, because this is, this is pathetic. This is an absolute mess. This football club is in, and it's the same people that are putting their hand up every week, and nothing gets done. So you tell me they need to win, is what you're saying? <laughs> um, yeah, look, I might, I might be.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm going go to go the dogs, also.
2: Yes.
0: All right. Yeah, go dogs. Oh cat!
2: Go why
1: is it?
0: Call. Look at the time.
1: 9.15 9, 9, 15
0: down in the mines. they have got a night.
1: closed. Got, the mines will be closed.
0: They're, they're going to need some seriously strong bloody torches down in the oh, mines this time. Yes.
2: <laughs> Bring out your strobe lights, Miller. This is going to be a. Oh. It's going to be a procession, I think. Low Port?
0: visibility football game. Uh, yes, go, Port will win this one surely.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh. Ma- you know, meanwhile, they're losing the football in in the mines at night. <laughs> you know, we're tucking ourselves in here at Melbourne with a cup of tea, and you know we. Really couldn't give a shit about this game. It's got, it's
1: got to be poor. <laughs> I, I won't be up for this. I'm sorry. obviously. Yeah.
2: Um. No. 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 Ash Saint this week uh, suspended. Uh, yeah, for, I believe.
0: Um. She's oh, no, currently no. fronting the tribunal. Or is doing it tomorrow
2: night. No, that's right. No, she's challenging it tonight. Um. So, oh, as so, uh, I don't like her odds. She's she's about as good as gone. Uh, Saint. <laughs> um. And no, Indy Tahu either because she's uh now out for the rest of the season with an ACL. So. That's that's sad, Miller. I think that's a really big loss because, mm. you know, she's a player that brings a lot of versatility. Can play back, seen a lot of capabilities up forward this year as well, and has really been really been a, a presence
1: and a strong sort of um, arrow to the arsenal. I think Doc. She's been someone that's always tried. She's it every, every every week presented well. She always competes really hard. You know, you know that you going to get that from Indy every week. So big blow, but we'll hope to see her back. Um, Bigger and stronger and better than ever next year.
0: So fingers crossed for that.
2: Um yeah, so we're going so we're going port. Yes, yes.
0: we're all going port. It's if you're thinking right. West Coast you Um the ESPN footy tips has had an absolute mare here because apparently this game's also being played down in the mines. Uh Collingwood and Essendon. I don't know what's happened there. We did get moved
2: um, over the puck road, but uh, that's not that far
0: away from... Uh, um, th- th- turns out, Kat, no one wants to host this game. Oh, crazy. <laughs> um, I'm actually very, very high on our chances here this week, boys. Um, I think oh, I might tip us.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm tipping Essendon as well, uh, Kat. Um, You know, seeing Collingwood firsthand, uh, it's been a recurring theme the last three weeks at least. Collingwood just cannot kick a winning score. They cannot move the ball forward. I just think that I think you know they've got they've actually got a pretty substantial injury list. I mean, we saw Jess Bates uh, named as an emergency uh, prior to the weekend, and she's a, a, VF, a gun VFLW player, won almost every accolade in the book this year. But you know, signed on as a as a train on player, the fact that she's an emergency, Collingwood are in trouble depth they wise. Are. They're in trouble talent wise, um, and the Bombers are flying. So go Dons. Go Dons. Uh, I'm gonna go pause. All right,
0: interesting
2: oh, choice, Mel. No, nice. no, no, fair enough, fair enough.
0: No, um, no, nah, nah, I'm going to win. Entitled to it. <laughs> uh, it would be an interesting week for us. Van der going to be out. Can Daz Bannister comes back in? Yep.
2: Uh, I, know, I know I've rubbish Van der Hooveel a fair bit the last 12 months, Kat, but she's actually had a good start to the year.
0: I never thought I'd hear you say that, Doc. I never thought I'd hear those words out of your mouth. Um, yeah, well. <laughs> you, are, you are right. She has had a great start to the season. Uh, and last week was probably the best I've seen our bat line play all year too, so... Confident we can nullify this shitty Collingwood forward line <laughs> on Saturday. Uh, on Arn streets, talk about snooze games. North versus GWS. Oh, North. East and alive.
2: North. Um, um, K-Sheila K- kicks six. Six dagger. I think you meant to say 16. Um, north. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of- de- de- definitely a chance. Jazz Garner has thirty-two and
0: six. <laughs> speaking of eating teams alive, Hawthorne on Brisbane down in Frankston. Oh my oh. Good god! It will be the Batesy and-, and Bodie revenge game.
2: Uh- Batesy and Bodie revenge game ends up with you know their bones being strewn all over the fucking ground at Frankston. That's it. <laughs> yeah,
0: they're not leaving there alive, unfortunately. I think.
2: Um, that's it. Brisbane. That's it. You know. Bugger the crime rate in Frankston, this will be, uh, you know, the only thing we'll be seeing is Lions just eating alive uh, their own. This Ordering is form- formally formally their own.
1: This has definitely got to be Brisbane
0: by 60 plus. Yeah, absolutely. They Stuff's the horse. Um Crom and the Suns at Unley Oval to finish off the round. Actually, I want to see the Suns really push this yeah. game here, boys. Yep. I think they can. I think we can really see what they're made of this week.
2: Yeah, this will be this'll be a tough this will be a really good test of where Gold Coast are at. And obviously they've had a really good start to the year. They've won games that they should have, and obviously that procession against West Coast a couple of weeks ago is uh should be should be a launching pad to really what they can achieve this year. And I don't expect Gold Coast to win. I think if they can stay within, you know, three to four goals of Adelaide, then I think that goes a long, long way to their development and where they want to head heading yeah. into twenty twenty four five or four, sorry, uh, 2024 and 25, I guess. Um, but go, go Crows.
1: Yeah, okay. I, I think, as you said, boys, I think that Suns will really push them and it'll be a good test for both sides. It'll be good to see the Crows come up. Hopefully it's somebody, as you mentioned, cat the Suns that will give them a real good go and I think it'll be a good gauge for the Suns to see where they're at. But I will go crom too, but it should be, it should be a great contest.
0: Very exciting. Absolutely. Hot bloody contest on a Sunday evening. Um, well, that's going to be all from us on this week's episode of the A3 Footy Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in with us once again. Uh, make sure you follow us across all our socials so you know when new episodes come out, A3 Footy Podcast, Facebook and Instagram, at A3 Footy on Twitter, and you can message us on our email, a3footy at gmail.com. We've got heaps coming out this week. The Brown episode will have already been up by the time this episode's out, so make sure you have a listen back. Always good fun when we take a look at the Brownlow every single year. And, of course, the grand final preview will be coming on Friday as well. We cannot wait for that. Biggest game of the year, obviously, the end of September. Get keen for that. With all that said, I've been Alex Catalano. I've been Alex Miller. And I've been Alex Stockerty. Stick with us at A3. The footy season is ramping up here in the AFLW. Lots to love right now. Go... The Orange team, do something this week.
2: Oh, go Nathan Burke. Pull something out of your ass, son.
0: Go the sons.